because we're bombarded with so much information every day, like if you read a newspaper today, that is the same amount of information that someone would receive in their lifetime a hundred years ago. Hi friends, in today's Bite Size Biohack, we're going to be diving back into the science of manifestation. But before we do that, I've noticed that a lot of you listeners seem to like listening on this app. And the way you could really help me in terms of supporting the show, if you haven't already, is to hit the follow button. Uh, We have some incredible guests lined up for 2023 that I can't wait to share with you. And you'll never miss an episode if you follow the show. You'll get notified as the episodes release. Now, one of the most popular episodes that we've released this year so far is the science of manifestation and how to use neuroplasticity and universal laws to create the life you want with Dr. Tara Short has proved a very popular episode. And so what I'm sharing in this week's Bite Size Biohack is a short clip about the science behind manifestation and really how to create vision boards and Um, take action, inspired action alongside your goals. So enjoy this short clip from the episode with Dr. Tara. And if you want to listen to our full conversation together, it's episode 212. I renamed vision boards action boards because I was very clear that you cannot sit at home and create a fantasy and just wait for it to happen. You have to be doing something every day to try to make your goals come closer to you. And And that's really everything that we've already talked about, like doing some yoga, eating more healthily, because then you know that you're providing your brain with the environment to be able to do the bigger manifestations later. So there's two things. There's the science behind manifestation and the science behind visualization or vision boards. So the science that underlies manifestation is is neuroplasticity, which is the fact that your brain can grow and change at any age, any stage, and any mindset. And that's incredible to know. Like, we are literally so amazing. We had no idea until we got all this sophisticated scanning technology that, you know, healthy brains can do that. And even unhealthy brains. If prior to scanning technology, we knew that you could recover from a stroke. We knew that you could um, learn empathy if you'd committed a crime. I mean, I did forensic psychiatry for a time and people were working with rapists on like understanding what how they made their victims feel and we didn't really know about neuroplasticity at that stage but I was kind of like that's amazing and I it must have stuck in my mind because once I understood about neuroplasticity I thought oh that was you know it was happening in clinical practice but we didn't really know why um but now basically The brain changes with three physiological processes. And the most common one is connection of synapses. So you've got, you know, 86 billion neurons in your brain. They can connect up with each other more, more, more and more. So the easiest analogy is if you decided to start learning French, then neurons would connect up in your brain for that language. Mm -hmm. Um, And then myelination is like a sort of um, it's a it's an insulation process that makes your neural pathways more efficient. So the more you practice your French, the more easily it's going to come, you know, to front of mind and, and to your your mouth. And then one that doesn't happen so much in the adult brain, but I actually just um, tweeted something from MIT, which is where I teach in America this morning, about embryonic cells that grow into fully formed nerve cells and then connect up with existing ones and then may or may not become myelinated, depending on, you know, how efficient they need to be. And the way to 
invoke that process is starts with raised awareness. So what is it that's holding you back? What is it that you really want in your life? What are your goals for 2023? Like write them down or like create, you know, create a vision board and have pictures of them and, and remind yourself what they are every day. I, I always think that's 50% of the battle because like you said, for people who are very stretched in life and work, it's easy to let that go by the wayside because you just don't have time. Um, and again, to break it down into bite-sized chunks. So it's not some huge new year's resolution that you're very likely to like, you know, just not be able to sustain. Mm. The second part is focused attention. So looking out for times in your life where you don't get on the yoga mat for five minutes a day, you skip a meal, you don't go networking, you don't go dating because you're too tired or you just think it's never going to work out for you. And just not changing anything yet, but just thinking about, okay, you know, maybe I missed an opportunity there. Maybe I could do something differently next time. Once you feel like you've got like a better idea of that, then the next stage is deliberate practice, which is making sure that you eat in a certain way every day. You do get on your yoga mat every day, even if it's just for five minutes, that you go to social events or, you know, networking events, even if you don't really want to you make yourself go, you give yourself evidence that when I go, something great happens. I meet someone interesting. I meet someone that can like introduce me to somebody for an opportunity. And the fourth part isn't really a stage, but it's accountability. So it's how are you going to make sure that you keep doing those things, you know, with all the hormonal ups and downs or, you know, whatever else life throws at you. And some people can do that themselves in journaling, but we're not usually the best friend to do that for ourselves so you know whether it's a friend whether it's a coach a therapist there are some really nice little apps like habit share and momentum that you can use to like track your progress um but as you know I'm a really big fan of vision boards so at the end of every year or throughout the year um like if I do mine on Pinterest then what I've started doing is making a subsection called manifested and moving things from the board onto that to like see that I've done these mm. things. Um, and equally, if you have a, you know, a collage next to your bed or whatever, then you can look at it and see, oh yeah, I've got that. I've done that. Um, you know, what still hasn't happened yet. Um, and the science behind that is a three-step thing, selective attention, selective filtering and value tagging. And because we're bombarded with so much information every day, like if you read a newspaper today, that is the same amount of information that someone would receive in their lifetime a hundred years ago. So, uh, you know, and if you think uh, about how much more than that, we yeah, do have switched on so with technology, much. like, yeah. Um, so your brain has this natural filtering system. And the best example of that is that you're not aware of your clothes on your body all day because it's, it's, you know, information data that your brain doesn't need to be aware of. Um, so like that, your brain will filter out things that it doesn't consider to be important to your survival, but it still does it in quite a way that we were wired for survival, you know, in ancient times. So in the modern world, we need to make sure that we are directing our brain better to look out for things that will make us thrive, not just survive. And that's where the value tagging comes in, which is, um, it's a process in the brain that picks up on two pathways, both the logical and the emotional. So the logical is going to tend to be more things like put food on the table for my kids, like, you know, make sure I don't lose my job, 
kind of do whatever we have to to keep a roof over our heads. The warmer or more emotional pathway is the things that you really want in life. And you can see that the brain is going to put those lower down in priority. But you can tell your brain to put them higher up in priority by looking at a vision board every day or looking at a written list every day or listening to a recording that you've done every day. And it just makes you more able to both notice, but then second stage, grasp the opportunities that are going to take you closer to manifesting your goals. So it's almost like you could be in the right place at the right time, but you didn't even know because yeah. you hadn't. So it's it's kind of activating that, almost that reticular activation system. A bit like when, mm. you, when you're buying a car and then all of a sudden you're like, oh my God, so many people have the same car. Yeah. We've got this funny thing going on with my kids at the moment where my daughter, she just taps me every time there's a yellow car. The first time she did it, I was like, what are you doing? She like smacked me really hard. She's like, yellow <laughs> car. And the, And the funny thing is over time, over the last few weeks, what I've noticed is, how many yellow cars there are. And there was me thinking yellow cars are quite rare, but it turns out that we see at least one yellow car every single day. Um, Who would have thought they were that common, right? But it's just that now we've brought it into our awareness, as you're saying. Yeah. Um, When you're doing this and and you're creating vision boards and things, have you found that there's a, a good time of day to do it? Like I know, like when we're talking about manifestation, a lot of people will talk about that time before sunrise, like kind of this special time where you can almost almost have a, like a download to universal intelligence. And there is something really magical, I have to say. I'm quite an early riser. And so that's that's my bit. I've got to discipline myself to go to bed. But there is something magical in the morning, right? Uh, I'm just curious what you what you found there. Um, I'm laughing because... <laughs> I can see you laughing at me. <laughs> Everyone that knows me knows that I'm so obsessed with sleep. And my excuse is I work on the US time zone, so I start working okay. a bit late. See the opposite. I don't think I've ever been awake at sunrise. <laughs> so, but I'm saying that because what we don't want to do as two, you know, very successful women is say, we wake up early, we smash all our goals, we, you know, like... I just don't believe in that. I think it's different Mm. for different people. You love waking up early and you find it magical. And I have a couple of times, like if I was tracking in the Himalayas or something, being up at that time and it is magical, Um, but I don't want to be doing it every day. And so you have to find the rhythm that's right for you. Mm. Keeping your vision board visible, so mine is next to my bed, means that I naturally see it first thing in the morning and last thing at night. Thank you for listening to today's show and for your interest in health optimization for high performance. If you're new to my podcast, you may be interested to know that you can get a free health score and report complete with personalized recommendations on how to optimize your sleep, nutrition, fitness, and resilience in the top link in the show notes below. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Links to everything we talked about are also in the show notes. And if you enjoyed today's show, please subscribe for more.